Welcome to the podcast, Your Time with James Sweetman. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Your Time with James Sweetman. With Thanksgiving falling on the last Thursday in November, it's the 28th of November this year, this week could have no topic other than gratitude. And gratitude is something that I've touched on in many episodes, but this week I'm bringing it front and centre. There was a quote I came across recently by the 13th century theologian, Master Eckhart. Uh, So we're going back a few hundred years with this one. But I just thought it was beautiful. If the only prayer you said in your whole life was thank you, that would suffice. And for me, gratitude is something that I try to lean into on a daily basis. Sometimes it's easier said than done. Of course, we can view gratitude as an attitude, which is one of those adages that we often hear from time to time, where we see that sense of appreciation or gratitude as a habit, a way of being. And of course, you know, there's always plenty for us to moan and groan about, but there's also plenty for us to be thankful for. And I think that's particularly true at this time of year, not only around the American holiday of Thanksgiving, but also in the run up to Christmas. So this week, what I've done is I've reflected on the topic of gratitude and I've put together six different themes or six ways of breaking it down, six angles on gratitude, as it were. And that's what we'll be going through. So at the outset, let me take a quick moment to thank you for tuning in and uh, to acknowledge the fact that this podcast has now reached over 30 episodes and over three and a half thousand downloads, which is something I'm extremely grateful for. That's the first thing I want to say up front. I'm also delighted with the uh, sales, the ongoing sales of tickets for my annual flagship workshop, SOAR, that's taking place in the Westbury Hotel in Dublin, the evening of Thursday, the 30th of January. We've about a quarter of the tickets already sold, which is fantastic. And something else I'm grateful for, sticking with this week's topic. So uh, that's enough of the intro. That's enough of my personal gratitude. Let me take you through the, uh, the different angles or a way of looking at gratitude in a few different ways. My first angle on gratitude is seeing gratitude as the great antidote. Now, what do I mean by that? If we're experiencing emotions like worry, sadness, guilt, frustration, stress, anxiousness, all of those big, heavy, less than positive emotions, if I phrase it that way, they just don't mix with gratitude. It's a bit like oil and water. You cannot be fearful and grateful at the same time, nor can you be worried and grateful at the same time. Gratitude is one of those angles that allows us to shift perspective. And whilst it can be very challenging to reach for gratitude in the midst of difficult times, for sure, we can perhaps reach for gratitude to expand our horizons and perhaps an opportunity to learn something about ourselves or about the world around us when we are in difficulty. I often use the analogy of the emotional scales when I'm working with clients or at workshops where I draw this vertical line with a, with a horizontal line across the middle of it and a bit like a big cross. And above the horizontal line, we have our positive emotions, those upbeat emotions, maybe right up at the very top, we have excitement or ecstasy. And below the line, right down at the bottom, we have heavy emotions like despair or depression and other ones that sit below the line, like worry, anxiousness, nervousness, all of those things that weigh us down a little bit. 
And if our goal in life, which I think it always is, is to feel as good as we can, as frequently as we can, one of the handrails for climbing that emotional scales is gratitude. For me, it's the first one. You know, so if I think about, say, recent challenges I have and continue to have on an ongoing basis in the area of health, and I'm in and out of hospital for different uh, tests, um, you know, that's that's not an easy space to be in. You know, I dance between anger and frustration and impatience and worry when I know I've got a hospital appointment pending. But one of the things that I try to do is to reach for gratitude. You know, I can be grateful that I have um, health insurance. I can be grateful that I'm in the system and I have consultants and doctors and nurses all focused on my own health and well-being. You know, I can be grateful that I, uh, something was diagnosed early and it can be treated. So whilst that requires a little bit of effort, what that reaching for gratitude does is it alleviates some of those worrying, frustrated, impatient type of thoughts um, that stimulate this, those feelings within me, and it lightens the emotion. So gratitude for me is the great antidote, and that is the maybe the first thing to remember. One of the synonyms for gratitude is appreciation. And one of the quotes I often share with groups, particularly if we're doing a goal setting or starting the years you mean to go on type of workshop, I'll often use the phrase without appreciation for what is, nothing will appreciate from it, if we use both definitions of the word appreciate. And in the initial stages, when I came across this, you know, attitude of appreciation, I was almost viewing it like a strategy, you know, a means to an end. It's like, you know, I need to be appreciating what I currently have, because if I don't, I won't get more, which is the old doing way of operating. Whereas in reality, of course, gratitude is a way of engaging with the world. It's a way of being. It also sits neatly with the wider concept of law of attraction, which I'm sure most of you have come across, um, marketed very well in that movie and book, The Secret. But it is based on what I view as common sense or deeper wisdom. You know, to, to appreciate what is brings a, a beautiful, full feeling with it. And I think from an energetic or a vibration uh, perspective, uh, like attracts like. So therefore, more will come into my awareness that will further stimulate that sense of well-being. Whereas if I'm focused on what it is I don't have or lack, perhaps like attracts like there as well. And all I'll get is more circumstances to um, confirm or to solidify that feeling or vibration that I have. I was reminded of that recently when after, I suppose, the guts of 40 years, I made sense of an old Bible parable that I heard growing up, which is all about the man who was given 10 talents and the man who was given five talents and the man who was given one talent. And of course, talent back then was used as a, a synonym, I presume, for money. But of course, we can view talent as how we would uh, define it in, in, uh, in, in today's terms as well. And I could never make sense of it because the master or God or the universe or whatever way we describe the external power gave these talents to these three men. And of course, back then it was always men. And the uh, the man with the 10 talents used them and created 10 more. So he had 20. The man who had five used them, created five more. So he had 10. The man who was given one talent was afraid that he would lose it and buried it. So when the master came back and discovered this, he took the one talent from him and gave it to the person who had uh, now 20. So he had 21. And I used to think that was so unfair. 
But I think nowadays I would view it as being the the person who used their talent, who was grateful for them, you know, who exercised them, who shared them, created more. Whereas those who operated perhaps from a lack mentality or from a fear mentality uh, lost what they were guarding or trying to guard so securely. So that second angle on gratitude is viewing it from a place of appreciation. Let me fully acknowledge what what's going well in my life. Uh, and of course, for me, gratitude is the major difference between achievement and fulfillment. You know, the way we might use those words and sometimes interchangeably. Uh, for me, a- achievement, great, you know, sense of achievement. I've set out to do something. I do it. I take it off or I set out to get something and I have it. And there's a momentary buzz. But then maybe fairly soon after that, we go, well, is that it? And what's next? Whereas fulfillment is all about being filled up and filled up of what? Well, positive emotion. And maybe top of that heap is gratitude for, for what is and that sense of, a, of appreciation. So just something else to consider when we're, when we're contemplating gratitude. Two weeks ago, the podcast episode was focused on the ultimate teacher. That's what it was called. And it was viewing death as the ultimate teacher, which on the surface perhaps might seem somewhat of a morose topic. But uh, certainly in my reflections on it and in feedback I've received afterwards, people found it quite inspiring. Uh, So something to check out if you've not listened to it. But there was one angle on that that I took, which was the, the gratitude angle. And it's equally relevant Uh, here in this week's episode. So there's so many things that we take for granted. So if you imagine someone who's in hospital and told they only have a short time to live, you know, how much would that person give to be able to go outside and feel the wind on their face or to enjoy a family meal or a walk in nature or, you know, or even some of the stuff that we give out about like being stuck in traffic. We often go from A to B mulling over something that happened in the past or worrying about something that might happen in the future. Whilst at the same time, you know, life is passing us by. I had that experience a little while ago where I was in hospital for a few days and uh, I was in hospital on a Saturday afternoon when I had hoped I I would be let home at the weekend. And uh, sometimes on a Saturday afternoon, I sort of give out about the fact that it's the time for doing some grocery shopping. But when, when I was in hospital and the routine that was forced on me was somewhat different, it's like I would have been so grateful to be able to pop down to the supermarket and to walk around the aisles and to avoid the other trolleys and to queue at the checkout or whatever it was. Um, and, and since then, there's a greater sense of gratitude that I have for some of those more mundane tasks. Uh, then, of course, in recent times, you know, here in Dublin, certainly where I am, uh, we've had two boil water notices. And it made me think about the, the, the fact that we take turning a tap and been able to drink clear water and clean water, uh, take that so much for granted when had to boil it uh, or buy bottled. And of course, we were grateful that we could go out and buy boiled water, uh, water, whereas there's millions of people in the world who don't have the luxury of clean water, let alone water coming from a tap. So sometimes we there's many things that we can take for, for granted until life perhaps um, uh, dangles the possibility of taking them from us. I always think it's great to have an attitude of gratitude, but even better is to get into the habit of recording some of the things we're grateful for. I've kept a gratitude journal for a while and part of my morning routine is to note two or three things that I'm grateful for that day. And when you do this for a little while, you're sort of beginning to train your brain to look for the good or to look for things to be grateful for as you go through the day so that you can then capture them in your journal the following morning. 
Something else that I've uh, that I've done in the past, and I think this is a great one for children as well, is the whole concept of a gratitude jar. I remember for the duration of 2018, I uh, got a gratitude jar, which was an old protein box or something, which I got a niece of mine to decorate, which was a bit of fun for her. And every day, uh, I had a post-it note, which I'd keep behind, beside the jar in my bedroom. And every day I would write on it one thing that I was grateful for that day. So it was part of the evening routine. And that was folded up and uh, dropped into the jar. And uh, whilst the thinking behind it is, if you're having a day that you're feeling a bit low or down, you know, reach into the jar and take out something. And it's a nice reminder of something that you are grateful for in the recent past. But what I actually did on New Year's Eve then in 2018 uh, is I tipped out the whole jar on the mat in front of the fire and had great reminiscing, uh, picking up the various different post-it notes and trying to read my writing which sometimes is not the best, um, and note the various different things over that year that I, were grateful, that I was grateful for. Some of them were big items, some of them were smaller items, but it was a lovely way to close the year. And I think that's a great, uh, the, the tangible aspect of that, I think is great as well to get maybe all the family involved in it with different coloured post-it notes um, and, and to lean into that attitude of gratitude. It's something that I think kids in particular would really enjoy. Uh, something that I've adapted for this year from that is, I suppose it's an extension of the gratitude jar. It's what I call little miracle moments. So I have a journal in which I capture moments of joy um, or those little universal winks, as I call them, the little surprises from the universe. Because one of the things I'm working on this year myself is staying open to receiving. Uh, many of us who are great givers, we're, you know, we're always focused on doing our best for others. But everything in life is based on yin and yang and balance. So this year, one of my own little personal goals has been open to receiving. And I always operate on that place. If you're looking to manage anything, it's useful to measure it. So I have uh, a nice uh, journal, nice covered journal, which I call uh, Miracle Moments. And I capture those universal winks, as I call them, in it. But it's in the same field as gratitude, you know, tangibly recording or inking it, not just thinking it as the phrase would be, those moments that are precious. So therefore, it is nice to record them. Now, here's an interesting one for you, something different to consider. Most of the time when we're expressing gratitude, we express it towards other people. You know, we acknowledge a gift we've received or a kindness from someone else and we say thank you or we, we send them a little note or a gift. Uh, rarely do we acknowledge gratitude towards ourselves. And uh, this brings us into the territory of self-compassion. So often we will be generous and compassionate towards others and far less so towards ourselves, often to the point of being our own worst enemies. So here's a little challenge for you. Uh, in the next little while, either written or mentally, just note uh, or challenge yourself to come up with ten, 10 things that you're grateful for in yourself. So that might be something as simple as, you know, well, I'm grateful for this body that has, you know, held me up and transported me and allowed me to engage with the world uh, fairly effortlessly for the last X number of years. Or you might be acknowledging several qualities or characteristics that you maybe admire in others or you see or appreciate in others 
but we just want to see them and acknowledge them and appreciate them in ourselves. You know, part of my morning routine brings this into uh, into my awareness as well. So it's not just broad gratitude. It's it's personal towards myself. You know, so today I'm honoring my kind soul or today I'm acknowledging my generous spirit. Today, I'm being thankful for the organizational skills that I've honed over the years. You know, I'm acknowledging my eagerness to always do good work. Um, I appreciate my sense of professionalism. You know, these are qualities that we'll often see and recognize in others. Let's just make sure we're recognizing them in ourselves. So that's a little challenge for you. Let's personalize this gratitude piece and just make sure we're not leaving ourselves behind. And of course, it's also the great antidote for when we're so tough on ourselves and our own worst enemies, which most of us would be would be trialed and found guilty for. Before I share my last few thoughts on gratitude with you, uh, a quick recap because we have covered one or two angles when it comes to gratitude. The first one was seeing gratitude as the great antidote, you know, the short-term immediate triage cure for fear or worry or anxiousness or nervousness, and as the, the, the first route to climb up the emotional scales. Then there was viewing gratitude from a place of appreciation, you know, without appreciation for what is, maybe nothing appreciates from it, uh, and seeing it as the great difference between achievement and fulfillment. Gratitude fills us up. Then there's the stuff that we take for granted, and maybe we only become aware of them when the possibility of losing them comes into our in, comes into our awareness. Then the whole piece about not just thinking it, but maybe inking it as well, whether it's in a journal, a notebook, or that idea of a, of a gratitude jar. And then we don't want to lose sight of uh, that sense of gratitude towards ourselves, so that we're not being overly harsh, and maybe we're viewing ourselves in the same balanced way that we would be grateful for other people as well, seeing ourselves as our own best friend, as it were. Uh, the last the last angle on gratitude is uh, about noticing the simple things, or as I sometimes phrase it, practicing uncommon gratitude. So what do I mean by that? Of course, gratitude doesn't have to be saved, you know, for the big things in life, health or relationships. Uh, the habit of being grateful starts with appreciating every good thing in life and recognizing that there's nothing too small to be grateful for. Now, even if it's as simple as appreciating the clear weather uh, that I'm looking at out the door today, uh, you know, or how quickly you got something delivered in the post, all of that sits within um, uh, an attitude of gratitude. And one of the things that I did in preparation for this week's podcast was let me just note some of the small, perhaps everyday items that I'm grateful for that in the normal run of events, I perhaps don't really consider, but they've either made my life so much easier uh, or they bring me a sense of pleasure and they would never appear on a big gratitude list. But let me have this little micro gratitude list. So I'm going to share some of the things that I'm grateful for, some of the, the minor, maybe everyday things I'm grateful for. And I would encourage you perhaps to do something similar because it's a fun exercise. You know, give yourself maybe a day or two just to record them. So here's some of mine, my uncommon gratitude list. Uh, the first one is frozen berries. Now, I'm sure you're beginning to laugh already, but I love frozen berries because I make uh, smoothies most days, particularly if I'm back from the gym. And the frozen berries, of course, are a, a great ingredient to have in it. There's some nutrition in them and it gives it the right texture, etc., etc. Uh, frozen berries. 
then there's the app, which I love, Insight Timer. I've just reached the milestone of 100 consecutive days of meditation. And I have to say that that app, Insight Timer, which is free to download, is something that has made a big difference to my life this year. Um, it's become a habit, part of my morning routine, which I spoke about in a previous episode. Uh, but certainly that's an app I'm very grateful for. Uh, technology perhaps runs a theme here because I'm grateful that I can access the New York Times newspaper every day. I pay a subscription that is hardly more than one copy of a hard copy newspaper here, um, which gives me full access to that newspaper. And I really enjoy the journalism and the, and the, the range of sections within it. You know, and if you think of a few years ago, you could only access the New York Times if you lived in New York. Um, I'm also grateful for my own GP. He lives quite close by. Uh, I have to visit him every so often, but I just love his listening ear and his, his holistic approach to health um, and the fact that, you know, he's focused on my on my good health. Um, from the sublime to, to the ridiculous, something else I'm grateful for is the flat whites in Starbucks. I don't drink regular milk, so when I go into... Starbucks, I can get a flat white made on almond milk and then with a little dusting of cinnamon. Uh, perfect. Uh, just something I really enjoy. I'm also grateful for the unconditional love of our English Springer Spaniel, Cara. Uh, she greets me every day or if I'm back from work as if I've been gone for a year. Um, and she's getting on now. She's 14 and a half. So that perhaps just heightens it and we're even more grateful for her. Um, I'm also grateful for almond croissants. I suppose pastries are my weakness. Um, I hope my trainer's not listening to this. And I particularly like almond croissants and I'm grateful for them. Um, I also like, there's a scented candle I have. It's a Tom Ford candle, tobacco and vanilla. And I just love the scent of it. And if I'm just looking to have that sense of ease and relaxation and switching off, I like that candle for 10 minutes or so. Something else I'm really grateful for is the app Wikipedia. Uh, so often we're looking at something on the television and we'll go, what's he out of? What was she out of? And in the past, that used to rack my brain, whereas now I can go into Wikipedia and I can find the answer fairly quickly. And we'll go, oh, yeah. Um, and in the last one, uh, fairly new on this, uh, but only recently I got a new throw for the bed. And it's something that I'm really grateful for. Uh, it didn't cost much. I think six or seven quid from pennies, I think it was. Uh, really soft. And, it's, and I'm grateful that I have it to throw across the bed on these colder evenings. Um, and I'm sure if Cara could write her own gratitude list, she'd be grateful for it as well because she does jump up on it. Um, so perhaps a bit of fun to, 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 to close this week's episode. Uh, perhaps I'm giving you an insight into my own life and preferences as well uh, and a bit of fun. Um, but what might be on your list? You know, so I put this together by just being aware, you know, over the space of three or four days, those little things that perhaps I'd normally take for granted. Because I do think noticing those little things over time uh, do make a big difference. Uh, one other thought to, to close with, oftentimes we only send thank you notes or thank you cards, maybe after a wedding or an invitation to a party. Uh, I'm a great fan in sending them. I will send thank you notes or thank you emails fairly frequently. Um, and maybe if we're thinking about gratitude this week, the week of Thanksgiving, you know, there might be someone that you want to reach out to and just say a thank you to them, whether that's an email or a card or a note or a phone call. Because um, I often think what we send out comes back to us anyway. So uh, I usually close by saying thank you, but perhaps it has a has an extra meaning this week with the with the episode being on gratitude. So thank you for tuning in. I hope you found it of benefit. As ever, more information about me, James Sweetman, is on my website, jamesweetman.com. And until next week. <laughs>